Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Sean Barnes Inside Out. The names of the podcast come from, well very simply, just it's a, in, on the inside what counts as opposed to the outside. Today's podcast is titled The Article That Put Me to Where I Am Today. And the, uh, there's, an, there's an article, sorry, there's a, a, a charity called the Moldy Syndrome Foundation. Um, and they published me on the front page of one of their article, uh, one of their newsletters, the most recent one to this date on July 6th, 2019. But today I wanted to talk about the article and then I wanted to quickly read it to you because it's not that long it's only taking me a few minutes to read but also that I want to talk about the article like I want to read the article first talk about why why I wrote what I wrote and then what I'm trying to do by this podcast and also what I'm trying to just do in life as a result of this so let, let me uh, break it down um, I'll start by reading the podcast and then we'll we'll go into to everything else. So the 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 this is Molly Syndrome Foundation news. If you've not listened to any my other podcast prior to this one, um, I um, I was born with Molly Syndrome, which I will go into in the article. But um, essentially, it's kind of uh, the the things that you see is the lack of facial movements. The lack of eye movements, uh, frowning, uh, closing your eyes tightly shut, smiling, um, uh, and then also, like I said, the lip movement when you try and pronounce certain letters. So it's like watching a TV show and the sound is out of sync with the audio a little bit when you, when you sort of see someone with Moldy Syndrome talk. But here, here is a here is the article, and I'm gonna read it. Um, it'll take me a few minutes to read, and then once I read that, we'll I'll talk a bit more in detail. This episode might be a two part episode. I'm not sure yet because there is a few things that I would want to cover over uh, short podcasts. So here we go. This is the article, and it starts like this: Having Moldy syndrome is extremely rare. It makes me. Me. I wouldn't change it for the world. I was born in Livingston, Scotland. As a kid growing up, my family always made me feel special and instilled in me that what you can do, that you can do anything that you put your mind to as long as you work hard. From a very young age, I was fascinated with three things. Football or soccer, professional wrestling and technology. I literally cannot breathe without those in my life daily. Today, at 28, I'm a project manager in IT, play soccer regularly, and wrestling is still a huge part of my life and my activities. I've known what I loved for as long as I can remember. From birth in 1990, my parents eventually found out that I had Moldy's syndrome, affecting my facial muscles, my eyes, and I also had a club foot. I had my snail surgery when I was six years old, and again when I was seven, about a year between each of them. In 1996 and 1997, the, the surgery was very invasive, taking around 11 hours on each side of my face. 
Then in the year after each alteration, I had to learn how to use the facial muscles. I remember having a bandage wrapped around my head for what seemed like an eternity after the surgery. And the bruising on one side of my face looked huge and it was black and blue. My mum had to crunch all my food up so I could eat, as I could barely open my mouth. At the time, I had photographers from a magazine from France come over to my home and take photos of me living my life. They got photos of me playing soccer, practicing smiling, and my family and friends. Following that, surgeries were plentiful on my face, eyes and foot, but I would never give up. We all go through difficult times growing up, and Modius can definitely be seen as one of those as, as a difficult time. There are two approaches you can take. You can let it defeat you, or you don't. As Modius syndrome is from birth, the support of your family is beyond crucial. Growing up, I had the best support I could have hoped for. I believe we are a product of our, our experiences and our childhood. And I would not be where I am today if I hadn't had such a great upbringing. If you don't let this defeat you, then thus you have to accept Modius as a gift. And once you do this, figure out what makes you happy, then go tunnel vision on making that happen. Live your life for you and don't listen to external influences telling telling you why you can't. If you or a loved one has Modius Syndrome, there are four points I would like you to to lead with. Accept and love yourself for who you are. Give way more than you take and expect nothing in return. So expectations are a killer for happiness. People will always have opinions and will happily express express them to us, especially when it is as visible as Modius. Never value their opinion of you more than you value your own opinion of yourself. Nothing is impossible. Our life is only built by the walls we surround ourselves with. That is the article. And it's when I was approached at the beginning of uh, 2019, January sometime, with the, with the idea that I would be, with the idea pitched to me that I should write an article for this magazine. And, and, I, and I knew it was a great idea. I always wanted to do it. Um, when they asked me, I was like, yeah, sure. I didn't expect to be put on the front cover of the magazine. That was huge for me. It was a huge honour. It is a huge honour to still be in the current edition of the Modius Syndrome Foundation. Um, and I'm so honoured for that. Writing the article, um, I'll be honest with you, I mean, of course it's based on me and Modius Syndrome, but I wrote the article the way I wrote it, to be simple and to be takeaways for everybody. And I want to just kind of dive into a couple of the takeaways from the article. 
uh, one of the things I talked about was um, that we all go through difficult times growing up and how crucial your upbringing is and how crucial it is to affect you uh, day in and day out. I can always remember growing up and for me, on a personal level, um, my mum, my gran, uh, my brothers, um, my dad, they were, they were all, all there. Uh, they all, um, they all wanted what was best for me. And I believe that to this day. Um, I, I, you know, literally had, um, the back, my back against the wall in that regard. Um, you know, when you have, everyone has, the point of what that was is, we all go through difficult things. We all experience different issues, traumatising events, deaths, uh, bullying, whatever it may be. Everyone's gone through something. And you may or may not had the support growing up. I was very fortunate and I had that support and I had that that from my, my, my uh, family. Even with having the support, I was still influenced by external people and environments. I was bullied in school, uh, like I mentioned on a previous podcast, every day for a couple of years. I was told, I was literally told, um, your face looks messed up. Did someone punch you? Why can't you smile properly? Like, I was told all of those things. And even although I had the support from back home my entire life, I still doubted myself. And I still felt that I couldn't be myself. And that not just becomes a thought, it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit that I wasn't myself because I was always on the defense when some when I would meet someone new or I was in a situation, I would think that everyone's out to attack me. Subconsciously, of course, but that's the way you act. And that was really tough. And... Sometimes it's very hard. I mean, like, for me, I very rarely had deep conversations with many of my family members, but uh, because it just doesn't make me feel comfortable. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And I... I um, decided... So I moved, like I said, in the other, one of the other podcasts, as I moved to, uh, to Toronto in uh, May 2016... Having realised, you know, in a roundabout way, sometimes I did, in some way, shape or form, run away from the deeper problems that I had and I was just seeking a, an adventure to sort of take my mind off it, uh, things. And you know what? Um, you can run away as far as you want. You can go 3,000 miles like myself. 
but that everything follows you. So if you're listening to this and you think you can do something to get you out of it, my advice to you would be you're not going to get out of it. You're not going to get out of it. You're going to have to address it. Addressing it is one thing. You have to talk, you have to talk about it. You have to, like I said in the article, accept it. Accept that that is you. And accept that the problem that you had or the situation that you had or the condition that you have is actually a gift. And this gift is something that makes you, you. There is no other way to say it. You are who you are because of how you are as a person, what you've been through, and everything that takes you up until the now, to right now. So we have to ask the we we have to ask ourselves, are you fully comfortable with who you are? Most people will say no. And that is absolutely fine. But I did one thing very smart in 2017. I decided that I wanted to go to therapy. I think it was even late 2016. I said, hey, I think I'm going to go to therapy. And I did. I found a therapist and I, and I started the journey of unraveling unraveling the first 26 years of my life. And that takes a long time, right? And we're almost three years later uh, to when I started therapy and I'm still doing it. And I'm telling you, it is over in, 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 I know in the US and Canada, it costs money to go to therapy. Which is not something that everyone can afford. But find your way of making that happen. That would be my advice. Talk to someone who doesn't know you. Talk to someone who is not judging you, not making any assumptions. They don't know you. So you have to tell them this. It is the best money I've ever spent. Because the return on my investment is more than what money can buy. Three years later, like a little bit under three years later, I am now talking about this on a podcast, which I thought would I would never do before this before I started. That you have to revisit everything remember things uh, from the situation or the or whatever it is in your life you have to relive it think about it think about what you can remember think about how difficult it would have been for you and how hard it is to to meet new people or you know going to school or work every day you have to think about this stuff 
And, you know, as much as you think that the way you are now might not be related to that directly, there will be a tie. There will be something that that links that. And, you know, I, I, I need this podcast to be 100% transparent and be completely knee. Um, there was con- there was situations in my life, uh, where like I said about the bullying, like I don't even I somewhat felt some resentment to those people who did that. I I right now I I forgive those people. Um, I had my preconceived judgment of what they're like because of what I know knew back then, but I'm not angry at them. I, I I'm really am not because they would never have made me who I am today if they didn't do that because I had to go through that journey to realise how fortunate I actually am. Um the that made me cast all doubt on who I was. Um that made me feel so small and that I was never good enough to to be someone's friend or to be in a relationship. Um, there's other relationships in my life, let's say, that I was constantly rejected. 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 And I would put in the effort for more than 10 years after... I mean, I even probably knew it was over then, but I put in the effort... To try and get this person to want to love me and, and to want to be a part of my life. But guess what? They were never going to do it. And I tried so hard for so long to get that person to give a shit about me. And they didn't. They didn't. As I asked them to... to, to 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 meet or to try go to their place, they would be like, sure, come along. But there would never be anything from their side that made them come across as if they really wanted it. Because I was, had to chase it. I felt rejected. And these all stem from these points in this article. Because going back to saying that neither value someone else's opinion of you more than your, your own opinion of yourself, this is a prime example. These conditions from being bullied and being rejected over and over again, put yourself in that spot to make you believe that you're not good enough and that these people are right and that these people value you so little that you can't, that you don't feel any worth more yourself and that is something that you believe over repetition and then it gets literally programmed in your head so much that you can't Think of another way to think differently about it. And that's why you need to talk about it. So if you're doubting yourself, or you think you're not good enough, 
or you're scared of being rejected. You don't know if you can do something. You don't know if you can make an impact. Realize that the voice in your head that's telling you and doubting you and saying all those things, it's not your voice. It is not your freaking voice. It's the voice of somebody else or something else that's happened that's putting that there. And the quicker we can eliminate that voice is the quicker we can live our life to the fullest potential. I so badly believe that. It is unreal. And I want to end on this point because I don't want these podcasts to run too long. But this, this is the truth about my life, certainly. But the reason I wrote the article, the way I wrote the article, is because it applies to everybody in some way, shape or form. You guys need to understand that you can do anything, anything that you want, you just have to put in the work. And don't let anybody else's opinion or two cents that they want to add to the, to the, to the mix, don't let that distract you from your goal. Do not let that distract you from your goal. You see those basketball players that are in wheelchairs and they're fucking amazing. They didn't let that stop them. So don't let anything stop you. Go at it. Revisit all these points. Understand it. Believe it. Get it in your head that this is who you are, right? This is who you are. And do not let anyone else have an influence on that. Get real quiet inside your head. Know your intent. Know what you want to do. You are good enough. You are amazing. Everybody is amazing. And everybody's adversity is their greatest strength. And I am so confident you can achieve anything you want. And I wish that everybody has an amazing day or night, whenever you're watching this or listening to this rather, have an amazing day and remember that you are good enough because you tell yourself that and not anybody else. Peace.